way of introduction into this uh, sermon. Uh, we have been advertising for the past few weeks that uh, in the next few weeks during the summer, I will be uh, preaching on a sermon series, uh, looking at our spiritual DNA, um, becoming who we were created or born to be. So in your program, you have, um, you have the dates that I will be preaching and the dates that are missing, uh, others in the church family will be preaching because I'm getting ready to go on a vacation soon and I'm looking forward to that, amen? Y'all can clap on that, y'all know that's a good thing. Amen. Amen. He wants me to go here. All right, we are here. So having said all of that, let me invite you to pray with me for a minute uh, before I go into this message. Almighty God, how great you are. And we are so thankful for your presence uh, in us and your presence among us this morning, Lord. And as I stand before my brothers and sisters, God, to proclaim this message that you have written upon my heart, I pray, dear God, that you would take me out of self I pray that you will allow your Holy Spirit to minister in me and through me, God, to your people. Grant us all ears to hear and hearts to receive and spirit to respond. And when it's all said and done, God, may you be glorified in us and through us. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving, and the people of God say together, amen, amen and amen. So let me take this off so y'all can see me. Christian believers, we are a people in a state of becoming who God has created us to be. We are not fully there yet, but we are in that progressive state of becoming who God created us to be initially and in his redemption and in his reconciliation, God is helping us along the journey to be all that we are to be. But if we are a people becoming who God created us to be, it means, I have to stand still, y'all know that's hard if I'm speaking from this thing, right? It means that we need to be in the process of accepting and of receiving and of sharing all that God would have for us to receive so that we can become the people that God has created us to be. It is a blessed thing to know that as human beings, we are both physical and spiritual. God created us this way. We have a physical frame. We have this physical frame that God created. It consists of this skeletal uh, that we have, you know, and I'm not going to do biology 101, you know, in this sermon here, but we have a skeleton frame. And then we have all of these organs within and tissues that function in ways that God has given great gifts to doctors and others to understand. But we have a physical nature and we have a spiritual nature. And how do we understand the physical nature that we have? How do we appreciate what God has created? 
I know some of you probably remember that childhood song about them bones. You know, them bones, it starts with the toe bone that is connected to the foot bone and it keeps on going up the skeletal frame until it gets to the neck bone connected to the head bone. God was doing something mysterious and great when God created our physical frame, right? But God was also up to something even better when he created our spiritual nature within us. But I don't want to get too far into the spiritual yet. I want us to kind of focus on the significance and the importance of our spiritual nature. You know, scientists will tell us, and Susan, I was thinking about you as I was doing this sermon because she's the scientist in, you know, in, in this, this, this group here, this family. So I was thinking, I said, I am not going to put myself in hot water, even trying to explain the core of the physical life for human beings. All I know is that every living being or most living beings, especially human beings, we have a genetic code within us and it's called a DNA. And I'm gonna tell you, I spent a lot of hours trying to research that stuff. And then I said, you know what, God? We're gonna keep it real simple, you know? And the real simple, I might, I might even try to, to say the long word of the DNA. And Susan, help me out. It's called dexoribonucleic acid. Do you see why they call it DNA? short DNA, right? But what we need to know simply is that when God created us physically, God gave us this core within ourselves that will help us to know who we are and to help us to understand from whence we came, you know, upon this earth. And everything we need to know is in our DNA. So when you see the color of your eyes, when you see your hair color, when you see your height, whether you like it or not, when you see your skin color, when you see your ethnicity, when you see all of those good things, those things are coded in your DNA and it allows you to become who God created you to be. Now, if you don't like that, take it up with God, not me, all right? But we know that even today in science and technology, DNA is used for everything. It's, it's used to help solve crimes dated back from how many decades ago, right? It's used in so many research ways to help us to come up with, uh, you know, solutions for diseases that might ail humankind. So, so our DNA is key and God has placed that at the core of our physical nature. So if God started us off with this physical nature and gave us this DNA core, what do you think God has done with our spiritual core? Because I said we are physical beings and we are spiritual beings. And God created our spiritual being with his DNA within us. And we have to listen only to the story in the beginning of Genesis to help us to understand what God was doing when God said in Genesis 1:26, let us make humankind. Let me clarify a little bit. I know there are some translations and people get 
fixated on that. It says, let us make man in our image. And unfortunately, so many people have taken that word so out of context, misunderstood it, and really have inflicted a lot of pain upon God's creation. But I'm here to clarify some of that in this foundational message. You know, the word man in Hebrew, it translates to the, one, to the word humankind in that context. There are times when, you know, the word man means specific to the male species that God created. And there, is there are times when the word man is used and it's referencing the human race. So in, in Genesis 1.26, when God's heart was revealed, God says, let us create the human race in our image. And for our sisters in the audience, don't fret you know, because God had you in mind at that moment too when God says, let us create uh, the human race in our image. Because if you go to verse, the next verse, Genesis 1, you will hear God saying, and God created the human race, uh, male and female, he created them. And in the creation, God gave them the authority to reign and to rule over all of God's creation. Our spiritual DNA is rooted in the image of God. So what does it mean that God created us in God's image? Does that mean that we are God? Oh, Lord, I hope not. Because Lord knows the things that we do. And if that was a representation of God, we would be in trouble. But no, to be created in the Imagio Dei, as is used in the historical language, means that to be created in the image of God means that God has put some of God's DNA, spiritual DNA, into us. God is not physically human as we proclaim physicality. We know that God became human when God was incarnated in Jesus Christ, his son upon the earth. But at that point in creation, when God said, let us make human race in our image, God wasn't fully aware of what it means to be in that physical body, that physical life at that point in time. But God gave us you know, God's DNA, when God, if you go to Genesis, you know, 2 and 7, you would hear that when God created the male species, God breathed into the nostril of man the breath of life, and man became a human soul, a living being. So every time you take a breath, remember that that breath belongs to God. Remember that that breath is, is the best that God has given us in himself to live this life in relationship with God. And for my sisters, when we think about how God created us uniquely, we, we hear that, yes, God took a rib from Adam. But you know what? We don't know what else God did because God put Adam to sleep. And we do know that God fashioned this beautiful creation and God called, you know, asked Adam to name this 
female species that was created in the image of God, and Adam named her woman. So we have physical and we have spiritual being that exists within us. So if we have, you know, physical and spiritual, why are we in this world, in this mess, crazy mess that we hear about, the violence, you know, the hatred, you know, the exclusions of people. Why? Why are we having to deal with all of that? All we have to do is to read the word of God. We read in Genesis 3, and there is one word that entered into that equation that brought in the mess that created stuff for humanity going forward. That one word is sin. But the good news of all of that is that we don't have to think that God would leave us alone because God did not leave us alone in sin. God made provision at the right time, at the appropriate time, for us to be delivered from sin, from the nature of sin that can affect our spiritual being. And when our spiritual being is affected by sin, it, it, it transforms itself into our physical existence, and it impacts the world in which we live. God has a plan for God's creation. God is spirit. John 4, 24 tells us that. God is spirit. And his worshipers, we worship him in spirit and in truth. So what does that mean for people who are becoming all that God has created us to be? It means that. When we look to God, and we heard in this gospel reading today from Matthew chapter 3, when God worked through John the Baptist, and God's spirit was with him that allowed him to be in the wilderness, calling God's people then in the first century to come and to repent of their sins and to allow God to come into their hearts and their lives and their spirit. We hear that God loved God's people so much that God made the provision for all of God's creation to come back into relationship with God. We hear that John the Baptist says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What was he saying? He was saying that God has already purposed that we who are created in the image of God, that we will have the opportunity to be reconciled, to be restored back to that spiritual image of God that allows us to be creative, that allows us to be forgiving, that allows us to be self-determining, to be able to choose, you know, God, to follow God or to follow our own way, to follow the world's way. God is saying to us that God has made every provision for us to live into the fullness of who we truly are spiritually and physically. But it's up to us, it is up to us to decide, are we going to try and do this our way? Or are we truly going to study the word of God? Are we truly going to cry out to God? Are we going to love 
our fellow human beings, not judging them because that is not our place because God says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we are to love according to how the God who lives within us, the Spirit of God, how that Spirit gives us guidance based on the Word of God. We, the church here, we are going through this process. We started this VCI initiative in January of this year. And we said that we wanted to go deeper in Christ. For the Lenten season, we wore that purple bracelet that says we are going deeper in Christ. And to go deeper in Christ means that we have to claim who we are spiritually in nature. And sometimes to claim who we are spiritually in nature with Christ means that we are sometimes going to say some things that people don't like, but if we have Christ reigning in our heart, we will say those things with love. We will say it with non-judgmentalism. We will say it knowing that God is the one who sees all things and knows all things and hears all things and understands all things. And God is the one who is working with us. So we are going through this journey and we are saying unto God, draw us nearer to you, God, in Christ Jesus. And when we pray that kind of prayer unto God with sincerity of heart, God receives that prayer. And God allows us to be transformed day by day, or sometimes year by year, or sometimes decades by decades, into the likeness of Christ. It is a long journey. It is a journey of a lifetime. It is a journey every time we call upon the name of Jesus uh, that we are saying to God, continue to help us to make us and to mold us and to shape us into the likeness of Christ as we are becoming those who you created us to be before the foundation of the world. So as we go forward into this sermon series, we will hear more about how we are to embrace uh, this, the, the spirit of God that is within us, how we are not to condemn ourselves and to condemn others because it's God who began a good work in us and it is God who will complete it to the end of our lifetime upon this earth into eternity. And when we are doing that, we will continue to understand the relationship that we are to be in daily with God. And I will tell you sometimes as I stand before you, sometimes it's easier to walk with God faithfully than other times. There are some times when my husband ticks me off to the highest level. And I, y'all like that, but I also tick him off to the highest level. And I have to be saying within myself, Holy Spirit, calm my tongue. Because y'all know, no, y'all don't really know. Y'all really don't know me before. That tongue was fierce. That tongue always had a quick comeback. But thanks be unto God. I am not all who I need to be yet, but thank God I'm not who I used to be fully back then. Thank God for God's grace. God's spiritual DNA within us is none other than Christ 
Jesus. And he lives within us through his spirit. But he didn't come to live within us just because we said a prayer of confession and just because we think that, oh gosh, we are going to heaven in Christ. No, he came to live within us so that we may be transformed little at a time into the likeness of Christ. And as that transformation is going on, then we do things like we are doing in the life of the church. We welcome everybody into the church, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of sexual orientation. We welcome all into the church because we are all growing in Christ Jesus. But not only that, we go on mission with Christ. We carry the light and the word of Christ within us. We do not make apologies for what we believe because if what you believe is rooted in the spirit of God, it will live and it will bring forth good fruit. So we continue this journey as a church. We are saying that we want to be a vibrant church, but I am here to tell you as long as the Lord keeps me here with you, the vibrant church that we are going to be is going to be based on the spirit of the living God. It's going to be the church where Christ lives within us and we are seeking God's word every day. We are putting that word into action and we are trusting God that when we fall short of God's grace, that God's word says that we have nothing to fear because God is always with us through our faith. So that's enough for today. Next Sunday, we will continue this journey and our spiritual DNA because it is really imperative that we understand the core of our spiritual DNA in Christ Jesus and how we are to live on this earth as long as we have God's breath in our body, glorifying God because that's the main purpose for our existence, to glorify the God who created us, connected the toe bone to the foot bone and the neck bone to the head bone and put all those things within us, all those genetic coding that I don't even understand, but Susan does, all those tissues and all those other things. But most importantly, we can become vibrant. We can become alive when we have in us. And if God's people who are sitting here believes that, I need you to shout amen, amen, and amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we are going forward. We're going to get hotter as we go into the summer, right? Just like the temperature is going to go hotter, right? Amen. So let us pray. Gracious God, you are the living and present God in us. And we give you thanks for who you are. We give you thanks for who you created us to be, God. And we thank you most of all for redeeming us, reconciling us back to you, so we could be in mission with you and our brothers and sisters in the world. God, as we go forward, continue, oh God, to minister to our hearts. Minister, oh God, to our spirit. And allow you, God to reign within us so that others may see 
the light of Christ and to be drawn to you. In Jesus' name with thanksgiving and the people say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Hallelujah.